hey, Flip Cup, how's it going? It's going okay. I'm Flip Cup. Albie, what's up? How are you? I'm good. I'm on RudeTalesOfMagic.com slash store right now, and I'm uh, I'm trying to pick between all this great new merchandise to get a present for Bello for the holidays. Okay, fine. Just assume that I know about websites and then proceed from there. What? There's new shirts. There's new hoodies, new hats. Like, maybe, maybe I get him a shirt. He doesn't have any of those. RudeTalesOfMagic.com slash S-T-O-R-E, am I correct? You can spell? What? No, but ABC, always be closing, always be anticipating your dumbest listener getting confused. Well, I have to go. I have to get this shopping done in time. And I have to go. I have to eat a family. Okay, well, happy holidays. Go to RudeTalesOfMagic.com slash store for old and new merchandise. Be sure to get your order in by December 4th to meet the holiday shipping deadlines. Space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode is... Back Decks, starring Branson Reese as Clinton Body Count, Carly Minardo as Vestavia Freud Casket Showroom, Tim Platt as Gelmer Lysander, and Joe Lepore as Everything and Everyone Else. Benson's log, space date 590041.g. Huge day for the Lysander household. Meredith was able to snag one of the hottest DJs in the galaxy for our wedding. And yeah, I'm talking about boy chat. We're having an interview with him today to go over the vibe we want, like amazing celebration of love, and song we definitely don't want. Anything disrespectful or honestly apolitical. At our wedding, even the music should know what side it's on. To be honest, though, I'm kind of nervous. I've been listening to boy chat since I was old enough to feel better than my friends for needing drugs to have a good time when all I needed was music. <laughs> this meeting is a huge deal, and even humble Gelmeyer can be cowed by prestige. That's why I insisted the meeting be held after my pickleball match. Hope I'm not too sweaty. <laughs> we fade into an astrolift on board the CSS Cavalier. These ingenious capsules shuttle the intrepid crew all over this massive ship. 
Need a quick trip from deck 3 to deck 36? There's surely no faster way than an astrolift. In your time, listener, you may compare these to elevators, but here in the future, we call them astrolifts. The door opens, thank God! Oh, and who do we see stepping on board? <laughs> yes, with the little bop, 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 but you can't see his legs. Uh, a tiny man named Clinton Body Count. He's a horrible, shriveled little man who wears an immaculate tuxedo with tails. He has uh, sort of long, stringy white hair, uh, but it's very thin, balding, uh, coming off the back of his skull-shaped head. Uh, you never see Clinton Body Count's legs unless it's like a special shot like he's riding a bicycle and often uh clinton is or maybe he's you see him there like dangling off of a couch that is big enough to hide one puppeteer uh he's a very small man and right on his invisible heels is vestavia freud casket showroom she is bedecked in finery but it's all rubber because she was just in the morgue with her boss Clinton body counts. She has just a smart little spattering of blood in every place you'd expect for an amateur mortician, and her hair is in an amazing construction, pulled every which way around her head. She looks bewitching. Yes, they don't usually wake up, but cool that you got to see that. I have never in my wildest dreams imagined that I would meet a stranger in the morgue. That's true. What we say in the morgue is when you're here, you're family. Yes. Oh, oh. do you think I handled myself proper? Of course you did. Of course you did. Grabbing a mallet off of the wall and hitting him many a time until he was certainly dead was the move. He had no quality of life to look forward to. I just remember you saying, Mr. Body Count, that anybody in the morgue must be a dead body, except for you and for me. That's right. We were taking his eyes out to put them in a, a bowl, and then blindfolded children would stick their hands in the bowl, and we would say, these were his peeled grapes. <laughs> <laughs> the door of the astrolift begins to close, but you hear footsteps ah! running down the corridor. Uh well, what do we have fear? Vesavia produces a parasol smartly from one of her pockets and opens it, lodging it into place and holding the astrolift doors open. Thank you, is the voice you hear from the other side of the parasol. And then as you close the parasol, what a sight do you see? Gelmire Lysander, tall, uh, with a scar across his face. He is dressed in his ensign's clothing. It looks a little sweaty. Uh, he is holding in his right hand uh, a gym bag, in his left hand a pickleball racket. The sweat in his hair makes it stand up on its own as if it were gelled, but it's not just that natural sweat that comes from post a big workout. <laughs> hey, thanks for holding it for me. What's going on with your hair? Do you have hell in it? Oh, no, just hair sweat. Hell? No, Clint. I was just sweat. I was playing pickleball. It's kind of like tennis if you're a coward, because it's a little bit smaller. We cut to Gelmer's pickleball match. It was a thrilling match with Gelmer, Groomda, Marvin Blonde, and Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> Great job out there, guys. That, that was tight. Yes, it was amazing! Do you remember when I jumped at the ball? Yeah, I remember when you jumped at the ball. You're not supposed to eat the ball. You're supposed to hit it with the racket, Groomda. You're, you're talking about a racket? How about the time I I heard the men from the Sleepy Mountain bowling while I oh fell asleep? Oh my god, Gene Lime is here. 
I forget how that one sounded. <laughs> we cut back. Just playing some pickleball with some of the most interesting people on the Cavalier. Oh my goodness. I do not believe we have been formally introduced. My name is Vestavia Freud Casket Showroom. I am an eligible young woman on board this ship. You may know my father, Tuscaloosa. He's the Space Advocate General. Oh, you're Tuscaloosa's daughter. Great, great to finally meet you. I've heard so much about you. He is so proud of you and your sister. Vestavia, was it? And Shantae. What? And my name is Clinton Body Count. I legitimately can't remember if we've met. Uh, no, we haven't, but I know you. I have a game wherever I see you walk by, I make a little note about it, because it's like, whenever I see you, you're somewhere weird. <laughs> you know what I mean, dude? Yes, it's I'm always walking behind trays, and large fruits are being carried in front of me. Exactly. It's sort of like, it's a game I play with Groomda. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe I could be a part of a game where you notice me. And Vestavia takes out a blood-soaked, it is Heavy with blood, handkerchief, and lets it thud to the floor. It's like a deafening, like, <laughs> ah, I'm like knocked back by the sound waves. Vestavia, <laughs> you drop your trash. He kicks it over to you. Uh, uh, she looks mortified and she picks it up. Vestavia, if I may, you're laying it oh. a, a little sick. Let him come to boo. No, of course it is clear, Mr. Body Count. You are my very best friend on this spaceship, but I'm afraid I don't know any other way to conduct myself. Uh, Gummer uh, was not hearing this because he is trying to study the buttons in the astrolift. It's sort of like a complicated system. There get... are no buttons. You just tell it the floor. You just tell it the deck you're going Okay, through. so he was looking where he thought buttons should be and being like, I gotta say... I just feel like this is one of those things where a button would be nice. You know, I know it doesn't exist. I know I'm familiar with these ships, but a button would be nice. I know everything about buttons. Why, if you're in need, I have some Madam Suffragette's buttons and buckles wax back in my corridors, and I would be happy to share it with you. I use a pristine little toothbrush and I buff up all my buckles. Breathe. Are you okay? Breathe. Breathe, yes, of Breathe. course I'm fine. You seem oh. really intense about the buttons. I just want to make sure you're okay. Oh, well, it's just something I'm real passionate about. And perhaps for the first time, you notice she has tiny cloth-covered buttons from the very bottom where her feet are all the way to the top of her neck. Oh, okay, cool, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, Astrolift, take me to deck three. Oh, but first, Astrolift... Take me to deck 666, where my dungeon-style quarters are, so I can go host my public access show, Tales from the Tomb! That deck does not exist. Okay, deck 66.6. Deck 66? Deck 66, yes, a, a broom closet on deck 66 that I call a home. Confirmed. Ah, Dan, oh, I guess I have to wait. Sorry, I'm I'm late for meeting with the wedding DJ. I'm getting <gasps> married. I'm getting married soon, and we we have a meeting with boy chat. Oh my goodness! Oh. Clinton's gonna wheel around and look at Vestavia and say, Vestavia, he said getting married, not already married. There's still a chance. Go for him. <laughs> oh, uh, may I ask you a question, um, Gelmire? 
answer. Yeah, sure, you can ask me a question, uh, though I already got the answer. And yeah, Boy Chat is actually kind of shorter than I thought he would be. It's kind of weird. He's like, you look up to someone for so long, you expect them to be taller than you, but he just sort of normal heighted. He's, he's not that he's short, it's just he's not a tall guy. Oh, yes, of course. And you are as tall as a beanstalk. And I'm the height of a human forearm. But that wasn't my question. May I ask my planned question? Yeah, Vestavia, you don't need to ask if you can ask a question. It's just ask Oh, a you're question. right. I didn't even ask permission for asking. No, you don't need... <laughs> hey, uh, uh, um, Gelmeyer, um puts both of his arms on your, on your shoulders. <gasps> Take a breath. Calm down. ASMR. Take a breath. In this heated moment, you barely notice the lights flicker. Then, the astrolift stops. Heaven? Or hell? The door opens onto a standard ship corridor. It's empty, and besides the light looking a little more yellow than normal, it's unremarkable. It seems to stretch on longer than most corridors, though. And in either direction, the lights appear to be out far in the distance. Um, Mr. Body Count, is this your home? No! My home is a broom closet which I fashioned to look like a dungeon. I have a little fog machine going, and I host Tales from the Tomb there, where I tell stories of the macabre. This is nothing like that. I don't like this one bit. Where are we? This is the last thing I need right now. Gelmar steps out into the hall. Oh, Mr. Lassander, you forgot your, um, uh, friend. Gelmar turns to Clint. Clint? I'd be... Happy to be a friend of yours. Clint? It's Clinton! Oh, right. I just saw friends, you know, with little nicknames and stuff like that. Yeah, but the joke of my name really falls apart when you call me Clint. What? The joke of your name? Pass. Yeah, forget, don't, don't, don't get hung up on it. Just let it go and then move forward from it. See? All right. Hey, man. I knew I admired you for some reason. You tell me what to do. <laughs> I sort of like powerful men. I don't know. Anyways. You guys can come out with me if you want. <laughs> sure. Vestavia's size two shoes clippy-clop right out of the astrolift. And the canonically powerful man, Clinton Body Count, who's a human puppet, just sort of pop, 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 like hobbles out, looking around like Kermit the Frog getting <laughs> off the bus in Manhattan. Yeah, something seems to be wrong with that astrolift. I think we should get off here and see and get our bearings in this strange location. I must admit, I've never been here before. Me neither. And also, I just remembered I didn't even tell that thing where I was going. So maybe I thought about this place? Well, uh, everyone come follow me then. I'm just gonna, I want to find this room. Be careful, careful. Something's very wrong here. Something's very wrong indeed. Now, usually I love the dark and the scary and the macabre, but this is uncanny. It's different. It's a different genre of horror, and I don't like it at all. Hmm. Man, I'm surprised anything scary that you're not a fan of Clinton, but whatever. Well, no, that that's a popular misconception about people in the Halloween community. I like tales of the macabre. I like stories of death and the other side mm. and, and freaky monsters, but just a... A large, seemingly vast, and endless series of rooms with dark lights at the end. That I don't like. That's an interesting point. It's like, I just assumed that all forms of tension would be your thing. But this sort of tension is not a, the sort of magical mystery of the sort of uh, crazy creatures and wacky scenarios that uh, skew towards the dark. Can everyone make a feelings roll? Yeah. Success. Failure. Uh, one. Uh, feelings take you higher, Gilmer. That's a failure. Okay. 
Um, Gelmer, you don't know what the fuss is about. This seems like a normal hallway, and you're continuing on your way. You're not phased. This is fine. Vestavia, um, you're definitely feeling a little prickle on the back of your neck. It's the same kind of prickle you get when you know that Frog Level hasn't washed for dinner. A single hair springs from her very kempt dew, and she shudders, and she <gasps> races alongside um, Galmir. Clinton's head spins around 360 degrees, and he says, oh, The frog level hair! Galmir turns to Vestavia. Oh! Oh, hey, Vestavia, your hair, it got out of whack. Let me get that for you. There we go. That's right. Uh, oh, sorry about that. I, I touched your hair without asking permission. That's so fucked up of me. Oh my I'm sorry. Goodness. That was so inappropriate. And me without a chaperone. <laughs> what will the neighbors think? <laughs> what? Huh? Don't worry. That's where I come in. I'm a chaperone. Oh, oh, lucky me. Well, then I suppose to use my daddy's vernacular, no one would object, she wings to the camera, to me being alone with a strapping young thing like Mr. Lysander. That's right. Not with me preventing any funny business from going on. And I turn to Vestavia and I say, this is good. This is good. There needs to be a barrier so that he'll make, it'll make him want you more. I'm on your side here. I want you and Gelmire to get together, destroying Gelmire's engagement. Gelmire <laughs> uh, missed all that because he was spinning his racket around in his hand and he thought how beautiful it looked. Uh, almost like a bouquet of flowers, wondering maybe he could give this to his wife uh, as she walked down the aisle. Um, the Stavia um, holds out her arm as if as if waiting for an invitation from Gelmire to loop hers around his. Did you hurt your arm? I, no, I just, I, I am sure you would not want a young woman of a good family to be wandering around unescorted in a, in a dangerous land. Hey, is this some kind of trick? Because I don't like to be tested like this. Women are free to do whatever they want, and they are so much more powerful all on their own without a fucking man by their side. I have known for a long time that women are the real ball busters in this fucking ship. All right, and oh. if a, a, the idea of a woman taking a turn there, Kilmire. The idea of a woman needing a man to walk down an aisle—that's just fucked up to me. I don't know. I just believe that women can do whatever they want, and they can do it on their own without a man's help. Oh, well, what if what a woman wants is a man's help? Then that's their right, and I respect it and celebrate it. Uh, she dangles her arm invitingly. Did your bones disappear? I don't know how to talk to you. Oh, um, hey, I'm getting a weird sense that I offended you, and if I did, I'm sorry. I don't usually share my gender opinions because people, uh, guys are weird. You know, sometimes you say something and a guy will, like, give you a lot of shit. You know, and women sometimes think you're playing a game and I'm doing neither of those things. I'm just saying my truth right now. And if that offended you, I'm sorry. Hey, we should. That's why we don't talk about politics on the ship. <laughs> that's why we don't talk about politics on the ship. So sorry about that. Vestavia, I get it. He's so gallant and progressive. That's <laughs> how how could you say no? I don't think this is working, Clinton. I'm going to play hard to get, okay? And she's going to pop her parasol, put it behind her shoulders, and huffily walk ahead. Yeah, that's right. Women up front, leading the line. Okay, Clint. Clinton, sorry, my bad. Clinton, Clinton body count. 
that's my bad. It's all right. I'm just, I'm growing a little uneasy in this hallway. That's fine. Just, I mean, it's just a normal cavalier hallway. Things that's break. I think it's not a normal cavalier hallway, is it? What do you mean? It's not a normal cavalier hallway, is it? I guess repeating it wasn't helpful if you didn't get it the first time. <laughs> now, but I get the severity of your the first of your crime. <laughs> nice. I mean, look, I think yeah, mice. You... <laughs> All right, mice. Some are afraid of mice. Right, right, right. Elephant, from an elephant's perspective, what I just said was horrifying. <laughs> you, you really, you'll scare anyone. You'll scare anyone, man. I, I love a scare, but not a scare for me. That's out of bounds, and that's why I don't like this hallway. Look, hey, be scared all you want. If you guys are all scared, no, I don't want to be scared. Is what I'm saying. I feel like you're not listening to me. No, I, I hear. I just, if you're actually scared, don't worry about it, cause I'm here. He spins his racket around. Any scary bats come this way, I'll smack it back, just like I smacked that pickleball. No, bats are friends. Back. To I, me, a scary bird is a dove. All right. That's how fucked up I am. Yeah, I, no, I see. You are one fucked up. <laughs> I'm a dude. Halloween guy. <laughs> You guys have lost sight of the Stavia at this point. She's got one of those hip amplifiers on under her rubber gown, and she's swishing her hips. The Stavia, did you go left or right down the hallway? I went left. Okay. The Stavia, you suddenly start to feel very cold. Any second, and now he's gonna notice and put his c c coat around my shoulders. Oh damn! Where'd she? Ah, was... <laughs> uh, what was her? Uh, uh, what was her name again? Vestavia. Vestavia. That keeps on losing my head. A Vest... name that will live in infamy. I mean, I think all names should live on, no matter what they live in. Infamy. But you, but like you would agree, she's cool, right? Uh, yeah, no, she's cool. Her bones seem weird, but she's got an umbrella, and that sort of makes up for it. Pretty good, right? Sort of someone you could see spending a lot of time with. Uh, I mean. Uh, sure, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I mean, you know, okay, I see what's going on. She's actually very good in terms of being an employee, an employee spree, comma, killing. There we go. Vestavia, you're starting to feel very tired. I may just lay here enticingly until he comes around the corner and she um swoons in a bewitching position. I see what's going on. Both of you are trying to get invitations to the wedding and don't worry, everyone's invited, even people I don't oh, know. Oh no, you don't have to do that. I'm more of a, a sunset rather than a sunrise guy. <gasps> Vestavia! Are you okay? Oh. If you look down the hallway, Vestavia is maybe like a hundred yards away from you. Vestavia, are you all right? Here, I'm coming. Gelmir drops his bag, but holds onto his racket and runs closer to Vestavia. And Clinton's gonna jump onto his back like Yoda style and just like be a little backpack on his back. Like, Vestavia, Vestavia, we're one football field away. <laughs> Here, hold this for me. Uh, Gelmir hands Clinton his racket. Um, and yeah, two little arms like with wire go up and like try to like grasp it and they just <laughs> lose it immediately. <laughs> Gelmir, can as you're running, can you make a feelings roll for me? Two. Oh, that's your laser feelings. Do you want to ask me a question? What can this, what's wrong with this hallway? 
Tim, that was the information I was going to tell you anyways. That's so fun. <laughs> but listener, you that won't rocks. be able to. Well, no, maybe you will be able to hear this. Tim, what's wrong with this hallway? Or should I say, Gelmer, what's wrong with this hallway as you're running down it? Two things click for you. First of all, you realize that uh, running down any any hallway on any deck of the Cavalier this long, you're bound to pass someone. But you don't see anyone but the three of you. And the other thing that you would certainly see in a corridor this long would be doors. Mm. There are no doors. It's just a long, endless hallway. Mm. No door. Hey, Clinton, have you noticed there's no doors here? Yes, it's the freakiest thing. It's just a long, endless hallway with flickering lights in the distance. Maybe you're right. Maybe something is wrong. <sighs> <sighs> Vestavia, are you all right? Ah, jeez, look, you look cold. He puts the back of his hand on your forehead. When you look down at Vestavia, it's like that painted close-up of Aurora in Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> like, she looks really gorgeous. Like, everything is shiny and pearlescent, and she looks really lovely. Um, and uh, she feels uh, the, the back of your hand, and she and her eyes flutter open. Hey, hey, you oh. okay? Oh Offer her your jacket, you fool! My jacket, I... Uh, it's back in my bag. Um, Here. <laughs> Gelmir takes off his cavalier shirt and, and wraps it wraps around her. <sighs> Sorry for the smell. I was just at the gym. Vestavia takes the cavalier shirt and, like, dabs it to her, her damp forehead. Oh, thank you so much. I, I rely on the kindness of friends. Sure, yeah, friends. She smiles and she uh, again extends a hand to you to be helped to her feet. He takes the hand and then uh, puts his other hand on your side to help sort of help lift you up. And you hear, as you do this, uh, you hear Clinton whispering in your ear, slings, sins, turds. There you see her sitting there across the way. She don't got a lot to say, but there's something about her. And you don't know why, but you're dying to try. You want to (laughs) kiss the girl. The savior blushes deeply and averts her eyes coquettishly. Kiss the girl. That would be a good song to tell Boy Chat about. Yeah, it'd be a great song... For the wedding. Yeah, for the wedding. Gelmire? Yeah. Promise me something. I'll promise what I can, but I can't promise everything, because that's illegal. If we don't make it off this floor of the ship, tell everyone I was married. Sure, but who I say is the... Never mind. I know. It's what I want! Clinton right here. I'll I'll tell them you and Clinton were married. Clinton? It might not be a good idea because he's your boss, and that's a complex social relationship, especially oh, from the outside party. forget it! Forget it! She dusts herself off, and uh, she looks around. Gummer turns to Clinton. Did I say something wrong? You poor idiot! <laughs> I'm not poor! In the distance, back in the direction from where you came, you hear the sound of, like, floodlights being turned off. And you look back and you see slowly, one by one, the lights behind you are turning off at a regular interval. And the 
darkness is getting closer, closer to you. Darkness falls. We must go. Where? At Forward, towards the light. Gelmar feels Clinton turn his head like one with a horse and kick him in the back. And so Gelmar just starts running forward in the direction that uh, Clinton is yes, directing. Yes, go forward, Ratatouille. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, just pulling on your hair, making your legs move. Uh, whoa, whoa, this is crazy. This is crazy. I wish there was a logic to this. Actually, no, I like that it's just a thing that happens. Shut up, you are my mech. <laughs> <laughs> or should I say heck? Vestavia's tiny feet take an impossible amount of quick steps to try and catch up with them. What's happening? Who's turning off all the lights? I don't like this one bit. There's no ominous music. There's no dry ice. There's no Halloween creatures. It's just darkness. I, I hate this. This isn't fun horror. This is, this is, ugh, just uncanny and, and, and liminal. Mr. Gelmar, could you ask the computer what's going on? Uh, sure. Computer, what's going on with the lights? Computer, turn the lights back on. Computer, where are we? Computer, where are we? Computer. Computer, where are we, computer? Computer, where are we, computer? Computer! Computer, where are we, computer? <laughs> computer, where are we? <laughs> computer, computer, where are we? Computer, where are we? Computer. They're there, Mr. Gilmire. They're there. We're going to get out of this one, you okay? understand where I say computer? Computer, talk back. When he was turned for a second, computer's not talking back. Gilmire, I pull on your hair and make you slap yourself. <laughs> Out of it! Now listen! The computer won't listen to Vestavia because she's not a higher level enough employee at the morgue, and it won't listen to me because my voice is pitched at an impossible degree that, that it just it's nothing. It just comes across as static to the computer. So you're the only one who can communicate to the computer. You gotta you gotta you gotta fucking get it together! Computer Yeah, okay. You have this, Mr. Gelmar. I believe in you. Computer, what's your name? Computer. Vestavia Casket Showroom. Uh, no, Vestavia. I'm talking. I'm trying to like. Oh, there was again. a pause, and I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I call that a pause. Ask her interests. Vestavia Freud Casket Showroom. Oh, what a nice young lady. Computer, you're Vestavia. No, I'm Vestavia. You're Vestavia. Um, is this Greek mythology? Because I'm hearing an echo, echo, echo. Those also occur in reality. Uh, right. But Echoes he... are a natural phenomenon. Bats use them to find prey. That's right. Sorry, I, I've been reading Edith Hamilton's mythology to get some inspiration for my big wedding speech. Oh, I know. I read your newsletter. Oh, you do? Oh, yes. that's fantastic. It goes somewhere. <laughs> We've been here for weeks! Wait a second, I didn't say that. Oh no, weeks! Oh no, but I have to powder my nose. I have to check on Frog Level and make sure she's wet enough. I have to take care of Daddy and his moods. What are we gonna do? We can't be down here for weeks! It's as if the CSS Cavalier itself has fallen asleep and we're in its dream. Or perhaps 
nightmare. Ah! It's just a wet nightmare. Don't worry. I know. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But conceptually, that's so of course the sense memory. God, the lights behind you are continuing to go out. Jeez, but if we're down here for weeks, and Meredith, she'll pick the wrong songs. She's got a terrible taste in music. And boy, chat, he won't know that I'm a big fan. Um, the Stadia <laughs> hears what you just said, and her programming overrides her, and she slaps you. Ow! Jesus! Now you listen here. I know that Meredith is my rival, but you just said to me not ten minutes ago that you think that a woman is powerful and that you should listen to women, and if she picks the wrong songs and they're the right ones, how dare you? Gummer stands and turns with his hands behind his back. Uh, staring at the wall as if it were outside the window. Jeez, you're right. Look at me. Being the same as asshole that I get on the other guy's cases for being. I guess I'm not as enlightened as I thought I was. Or not as enlightened as I pretend to be. I mean, I believe this stuff I say, I just guess I don't always put it into practice. <laughs> Some catch for Meredith. I bet... Uh, I wonder if she'll even believe my vow. You feel a pull on your hair and your hand moves forward and it slaps you ah. again. It says, you fool. It's not that you stumbled. It's what you do after you stumbled. Now get back up and get away from the dark lights. Clinton, another powerful man giving me advice. I'm one of those guys that powerful men like to give advice to. And it's because I incorporate their advice into my practices. Sure. Yeah, I don't know how to react to the riff that I'm powerful. I certainly <laughs> like it in the abstract. <laughs> Um, Vestavia is going to take Gelmire's arm in hers, and she's going to look around determinedly for any lit hallway. He is going to grip her as well. In fact, he's going to put his other hand on her shoulder uh, as he walks, sort of like making this a more locked arm, I guess. He's scared. Do you see anything, Vestavia? I'm looking around. So, Vestavia, you're basically, you're, you're in one straight hallway. If you look back in the direction that you came from, the darkness is growing closer every few seconds. It's now moved past where you first came out of the Astrolift. Okay. In the other direction, there's still light, but it's, you know, it's spotty and it's uneven and it continues to stretch on uh, endlessly, it seems. Okay. All right. I'm trying to think like a liar. What a... Like a, like a liar? Like a Liars. liar. Like a liar. Like a liar? Liars like, aren't like a type of thinker. No, like a liar. Well, they're pretty creative thinkers. Like a liar, like my daddy. Oh, a lawyer. Like a lawyer. Okay, I see. Oh, you have a funny little accent. Okay, no. I'm trying to use my wits. <sighs> Behind us where we came from, the lights are switching off. It's almost as if they're trying to scare us forward. But then forward is just an on-stretching brightness. And then we hear Mr. Body Count's voice saying that we've been here for weeks. I'm worried if we keep going towards the light that we're going to be wandering for weeks. I wonder if we need to be brave and head back into the dark. Well, now, hold on. We don't know how far in the future I said that. Watch. We've been here for weeks. See? I'm the only one left. Wow, that's awful for you guys. <laughs> Vestavia, can you make a feelings roll for me? Yes. Failed. 
try as you might, applying a lawyerly logic to your thoughts is not helping in this situation. Oh, it's no use. I'm not the lawyer in this family. A tutor, sure. A seamstress? Cracker Jack. A mortician? <laughs> I'm on my way. Why, I've learned the word since the last time y'all saw me. But I just ain't a lawyer. Well, I am a wannabe captain. And I want to be, now, a captain. Your captain. A wannabe cap. But I keep on aspiring. Let's say aspiring. Let's say aspiring captain. You hear a whisper in your ears. Uh, yes, you want her. Look at her, you know you do. Possible she wants you too. There is one way to ask her. It don't take a word, not a single word. Go on and kiss the girl. You know what's crazy? If boy chat plays that, God they'll probably it. like mix it with like a fucking beat. So it's like, kiss the girl. Gelmire, please, captain us out of this. Which way should we go? Towards the ladder? Towards the dark? Uh, Gelmire, can you make a feelings roll? Laser feelings. Wow. Do you want to ask me a question? Which way is the way to safety? Great. Gelmire. You try to use your most captain-y parts of your brain. You're trying to take on that leadership role. You want to strive for that. And you think, and you think, and you think about the two options before you. The unsure, brightly lit path in front of you and the growing, dark, ominous path behind you. And then you ask yourself, what if there's a third way? And that's when you remember it. The Christopher's tubes. Of course, they snake through the whole ship, going in all sorts of places and odd directions. There's often panels open to Christopher's tubes along the floor of every corridor on the Cavalier. Oh. My. Hug. Gelmir falls to the ground and starts, uh, uh, starts pulling, uh, as if he's, like, looking for, like, a lost pebble or something. <laughs> he is uh, uh, searching around trying to find a grip to re remove the floorboard. Sabia had a, uh, a fast grip on you, and she is dashed to the floor when you take a dive. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Sorry about that. Uh, he releases his grip from her arm and, and, and keeps looking around. M my lip. Gelmer, you found an access point. There's a panel here you can remove. Gelmir, oh, quick, everyone, get inside. It's the Christopher's tube. Gelmir, as soon as you remove that panel, the lights behind you begin shutting off faster and faster and coming towards you much faster. And in fact, the lights in the other direction also begin to turn off. Come on, quickly. He takes off Clint and throws him down into the tube. Ah! <laughs> Come on, Vestavia. He grabs her by the shoulder and brings her right in front of his face. We gotta go. Huh. You crawl for what feels like forever and finally reach what could be a Cavalier conference room. With one exception, there are no windows. But you do see a familiar face. Yeah, you see standing in the corner, uh, just facing the corner away from you, uh, Guy Normal is just sort of like walking towards the wall and bouncing harmlessly off of it and then just walking towards the wall again. Uh, a ghost? Guy Normal turns and looks at you and says, 
I'm not a ghost at all. My name is Guy Normal. I've met many of you. In fact, all of you. Oh! Sorry, Mr. Normal. I didn't recognize you from behind. That makes sense. Usually when you see people, you look at them from the front. I wouldn't recognize my own behind. Mr. Normal, thank goodness it's you and not a ghost. We were just in the longest hallway, and it was saying spooky things at us in our voices. Some of them were fine. Some were terrifying. Where'd you come from? Why, I came from my parents. Like, half of the population. The other half, of course, are all test tube babies here in the future. No, I mean, I mean, which room did you come from just now? He steps forward and he's he's eerily underlit, even though there's no difference in the lighting in the room. Something is strange is happening and he's lit harshly from underneath. <gasps> he says, you're in the liminal back decks of the CSS Cavalier. Back decks? Vestavia looks at Gelmire and Clinton. Uh, yeah, the back decks. It's, I mean, the Christopher too. I mean, uh, Joe, does, does Gelmire know, know, know what that is? Yes, Gelmir, you only know it from urban legends and campfire stories at the Academy. The back decks are only discussed in whispers and rumor between cadets. Something goes wrong with the hyperwarp coil and a sort of pocket dimension is created. An endless labyrinthine simulacrum of the starship is created where anyone who falls into it is doomed to be trapped forever. Back decks? But that's a myth. Yes, uh, I thought the back decks were merely a tumor. And I thought the back decks were what you call the tank in the back of the turlet machine. <sighs> God, normal. What do we do? How did? How do you get out of here? Wait a second. Where is he? While all of us were looking at each other, Guy Normal disappeared. <sighs> or should I say disappeared? What's happening here? I hate uh, this. We're being hunted. The hunters have become the hunted. Oh, no. I won't die like this. I'm going to die in a wooden box just like my my father. Well, my daddy isn't dead, and I'm not going to be dead yet either. My dad's alive and well. He just will die in a wooden box, and so will I. Oh, Vestavia. Vestavia. Where are you now, girl? Daddy, I'm here. I'm in the back decks. Come find me. Oh, Vestavia, where are you? Why, it's almost supper time, and frog levels even got yourself all cleaned up. It's dinner time, and I'm a mess. We gotta get out of here. And she's gonna grab uh, Clinton and Gelmire ah! um, by the arms, and she's on the hunt for an exit. Wait, wait, Tuscaloosa, have you seen Meredith? Does she know where I am? Tuscaloosa? Tuscaloosa? Computer? Computer, where's Tuscaloosa? Computer, where's Meredith? Computer, where's computer? Computer, where's computer? Computer. Um, Vestavia looks over. Vestavia looks at Clinton over Gelmire's head and just makes like squints her eyes and makes a like mm, I don't like it face. So the Clinton body count puppet is just being like dragged and there's like no one puppeteering it and like a poorly ADR'd line. Uh, just like his <laughs> mouth doesn't move. You just hear him say something strange is afoot. Oh, come on, Gilmer, get yourself together. All right, we gotta find a way out of here. If it's the last thing we all do. Mr. Gelmire, you've heard myths about the back decks. What do they say? 
just that it's like an infinite simulacrum of of the real ship uh an endless void where if you get lost you walk down shadow shadow rooms of what the real cavalier can offer it's like an infinite maze where nothing makes sense and no one gets out lost forever well no there actually there was an old rumor of John J. Spooko. John J. Spooko. Uh, he was a ensign, kind of like me. Got lost in the back decks. Er, he made it out to the other side, but when he got to the other side, he passed out, uh, dying of chill and fright. They everyone asked him, "Where'd you go?" He said, "The back decks." And they said, "How'd you get out?" And he just said, "Threw." And then he threw up, and then he died. So he was real? You saw this man? No, it's, it's, it's an old rumor about John. Because it sounds like an urban legend, but you're describing it like you were there in the room with him, in the tomb with him. Yeah, look, when I tell a story, I like to position myself as a participant within it. Because I found that people are more excited to engage... We've got with, to go through! ...with a personal story! Lead the way, Mr. Body Count! And Vestavia thrusts him forward. She's holding him under both armpits and thrusts him forward like Simba. Yeah, he just like naturally goes. Ah, 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 as you, it just something of that like it triggers something in his body as you like hold him forward like that. Uh, she looks back at Gelmeyer. Are you coming, Mister Gelmeyer? Wait, did you hear that? Are you asking me if I heard what Mister Body Count just sang? Not what he sang. What was bounced back? Echolocation. Maybe our eyes are deceiving us, but you can't make up sound. That's something I believe. You can't make up sound. It just exists. Eyes can deceive you. Like, you can't write a song, you can only discover it? Exactly. You can't make up sound. See? It's not making up. It's repeating back stuff that we've said. That's real. You can't make up sound. Huh. Okay. Well, I would like to use Clinton's echolocation to find our way out, but that may be a red herring. It's the best idea we have. We have to do something or we'll die in here. I'm not going to die in here. I'm the master of death. I am the master of death, not the butler of death. And I can't, I can't trust anyone but Mr. Body Count to stuff us once we're dead. And if he's here with us, our bodies will go unstuffed for eternity. It's the mortician's curse. You can stuff anybody but your own. Okay, can we stop saying stuffing stuff? Because that's, like, kind of inappropriate. Oh, does it make you uncomfortable? Yeah, just like we probably... Do consensual acts between adults make you uncomfortable? No, I think sex is amazing and beautiful and... Uh, it's a... <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my word. That is not what I was talking about. That's what I assumed, so I was asking us to use different language. I think things should be appropriate and... Apolitical. No, I think I think should be things should be appropriate and politically charged. What was that? <gasps> the lights in the room begin to flicker. <sighs> Mr. Bodicamp, please echo us out of here. You got it. <laughs> Clinton, make a lasers roll. You got it. Oh, that was a failure. 
Clinton, your echolocation does not work, but in the process of echolocating all around the room, you do a full 360, and you notice in the corner, there's a door. Well, the echolocating didn't work because I lack the mechanism inside of my head that bats have that let them echolocate. I was just doing the first half without being able to do the second half. I should have known that. I'm a bad expert. But I did see a door in the corner. Let's go! Ah! The TV grabs Galmire and Clinton and heads to the door. <laughs> well, you're in charge. I, I mean, following you. Jesus. I mean, Christ, I, I mean, lead the way. Uh, you enter into a corridor a lot like the one you had been in before, but there are two key differences. First, this corridor is curved, so you can't, after a certain point, you can't see where it leads in either direction. The other difference, the carpet is moist. Ew. Ugh. Oh my, it's almost like Frog Label went through here on one of her molten days. The Sadie is going to stoop down and delicately sniff to see if there's a particular odor coming from the wet carpet that might give her a clue. It smells a little mildewy. Ugh, old water, my least favorite of the waters. Vestavia, when you stand up, you see on the wall behind you where you just came through, drawn on the wall in marker, a big black arrow pointing to the right. <gasps> this way. All right, I don't trust that arrow because it's something I see, but I trust your voice because it's something I hear. Um, Vestavia boldly puts her hand on Gelmire's cheek. You can always trust my voice, Gelmire. And as my daddy would say, there's plenty of it to be had. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to head off in the direction of the arrow. Clinton, your friend's something else. <laughs> Clinton sits on your shoulder like a parrot and sings, Sha la 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 la, my oh my, look like the boy to die. Ain't gonna kiss the girl. Sha la 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 la, ain't that sad? Ain't it a shame? Too bad he gonna miss the girl. I just, I, I've heard, I've taken your request. I'll ask boy chat. I don't know what else you want me to do. <laughs> you are invincibly stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I heard that, which means it's real, which means, uh-oh. <laughs> After traveling some ways, you find an object in your path. Can everyone make a laser's roll? Yes. Failure. Fail. I got another failure. <laughs> everyone failed. Yeah. yeah. We all failed. So, this object you found in your path, it's a large off-white cube about four feet high. It appears to be covered in many doors and compartments. At the top, there's a diagonal tray, and resting atop it is a stack of hundreds of white papery sheets. There's a small, long object on the floor that's half black and half gray, and on the gray part is written the word Sharpie. What is going on here? Something stinks to high hell. This cube. What is it? Is it... Could it be? Is this the lament configuration? A sharpie. It must be a knife. Everyone stand back. And uh, Vestavia is going to pick it up and uncap it. Yeah. Ah. Oh, this ain't a knife. It's just a nice smelling marker. Ooh, I like how it smells. Wait, let me smell that. Let me yes. smell that. Let me smell that. Let me smell that. Let me smell that. Let me smell that. Into the brain. 
Oh, fuck. Oh, it like tickles inside my forehead. Yes, breathe deep, mortals. <laughs> I don't feel a thing, but I sure do like how it smells. I mean, hoofing one Sharpie won't do much, but imagine a sea of Sharpie ink. I don't have many vices, but I can get used to this. Um, oh. Vestavia timidly touches her finger to the tip of the marker <gasps> and withdraws it as if it's drawn blood, but she has a tiny black speck on her gloved hand. Oh, Stavia, your glove! Blackened. Gelmir grabs her hand. Ah, oh, jeez, you okay? The glove's ruined. Here, let me try something. He slowly removes the glove from her hand. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my. <clears throat> Sorry. And with one hand, he's still holding her bare hand. Uh, there's another spare glo glove in my pocket. I just don't worry. I got this. He reaches into his pocket still shirtless, and takes out what he always carries with him, a Tide pen. <laughs> and starts pressing on the ink. All right, I mean, you still, still probably wash it, but this might get away. This is such a charged moment. Um, the Stevia is watching him use the Tide pen, and then she looks back at the arrow, the black arrow that was on the wall, and then she looks back at the Sharpie, and then she looks at, at the black arrow on the wall, and then she looks at Clinton. I think... Whoever was here last used this marker to make that arrow, so they're they're gone, which means we could be gone too. Yes, anywhere must be better than here. Let's enter the cube. You want us to go in that thing? Yes, ghost haste. Gilmer, what do you think? I said we got no other choice. Might as well try. Would you mind re-gloving my hand first? Ah, oh, jeez, uh, I'm sorry. He takes your hand as if one would take the hand of a yes. bride on the very yes. right in front of a, a, the officiant, and he yes, me. slides. <laughs> you, see, you see, you see, Clinton framed carefully between the two of them. He slides the glove, uh, starting with a sort of the wrist part, and slides her entire hand through it, and then, and then sandwiches her hands now gloved between his two. Yes, that feel okay. It do. It do. <laughs> uh, I mean, yes, it does. Sh should we go in this cube? I don't understand it. She's like eyeing all of the sides of it. She's looking at the paper-shaped sheets on top. Yeah, let's go inside. Uh, but first, he grabs some of the paper on top just to look at it to see if like it says anything. It doesn't. Guys, my idea sucked. The paper does not say anything at all. <laughs> I tried. It's not the first idea I've tried today that hasn't worked, but it's the most recent one. Let's go. Would you say, Gelmir, that you love to put yourself out there and try new things? Yeah, definitely. I'm fearless. No, don't say it like that. Would you say that you do? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay, I've heard enough. Vestavia, would you say that you do be charmed by that? I do be charmed by that. I've heard enough. I now pronounce you man and wife. <gasps> uh, what? Well, oh, I, 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 no, well, I'm master I of just... death, master of life. Every mortician can perform the rites of marriage. But I'm, I'm engaged to Meredith. I can't be married. Well, this is legally binding, sadomasochist version. Suddenly, all the lights in the corridor begin to flash on and off, and you all hear a painful scratching noise. Coming from where? Everywhere. 
<laughs> I hate it. I hate it. My body is laughing, but I hate it. <laughs> Vesavia is going to painfully tear her eyes away from Gelmire, look at the hatch, and pull it open. Great, you lift it up. For a moment, Gelmire, you do recall seeing this object before in some in some ancient media of one of the great love stories of the past about a man named James and his lover Pamela. This object you think is a photocopier? But then before you have a chance to think about it, Vestavia lifts open uh, the door on the top, revealing a passageway, a ladder. To where? You can't be sure, but that scratching, you've got to get away from it. Uh, she takes Gelmeyer's hand and pulls him down the ladder with her. <laughs> well, it looks like I'm the last one left. Oh, shit! Ah! And I jump down into the... Again, you climb down, 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 far longer than you ever think you would in, on the ship, until finally <clears throat> you reach an air vent. Then you pop it open and drop to the floor below. <sighs> the Savia floats gently to the ground and then closes her parasol. Princess Peach style. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you find yourselves in what looks like the Cavalier's Bridge. But again, like so many things in this strange, strange space, it's not quite as you remember it. This bridge lacks that main giant view screen. Instead, it's sort of a mirror image of itself. All the stations and, and captain's chairs are all reflected in their opposite number on the opposite side of the room. Is there any computer uh, like console or anything? There are many, but they're all dark. Except one is occupied, sitting in the first officer's chair on the other side of the bridge is a young man. He looks to be about Gelmer's age, a little shorter, with red hair. He's wearing a Vanguard uniform, but it's an older Vanguard uniform, something your grandfathers might have worn. He seems surprised to see you. He says, oh, who, who are all you? Who are you? I asked first. Pardon my manners. I'm Vestavia Casket Showroom. Lysander? <laughs> she looks at uh, Clinton. I'm Clinton Body Count. What? Yes, this is Vestavia Casket Showroom Lysander and her husband, Gelmir Lysander. I just legally married the two of them. It's a binding contract. We're not actually married. It's just a, a, a joke, uh, but... Oh. Well, this is not a no-fault spaceship, so in order to get a divorce, one of you will have to be legally at fault, which is a whole mess. Well, look, first of all, we're not actually married, and if we actually were, there's a guy I know on the ship who knows a whole lot about divorces. He knows every, he knows all the in and outs of divorce history, law, and procedure. I'll just talk to him. Are you talking about my daddy? No, I'm talking about King Henry VIII. Oh, because, you know, he's a liar. Anyway, sir, what's your name? Oh, I I'm John. John? John J. Spooko. <gasps> John J. Spooko? But I've only heard stories about you, and honestly, I pretend in those stories that I've met you and seen you before because it helps people connect to me as a storyteller. Weird. Hey, what are you doing here? And all the stories you got out of the back decks. Got... Out of the back decks? Is, th is that what this is called? How long have you been down here, John? Uh, I'm not really sure. Time doesn't seem to move the same way I 
remember it moving, but- Good lord! What if it's been thousands of years? I think maybe a couple weeks. Oh. Tell me, is it still space date 2469.s? Oh, buddy. Oh. Clinton takes the top of his skull off, revealing his brain, and holds it to his chest. No, John. It's space date 590041.g. <gasps> it's been 80 years? 80 years? 80 fears? But you don't look a day over 23 in a quarter. I've... I don't know what to make of it. I've never grown tired. I've never gotten hungry. Tired? I've gotten thirsty. Hang on. I got ever so tired when we were first going down that hallway, and then I got <gasps> cold and I drifted off. Well, you have to stay out of the hallways. There are horrible things in the hallways. What? What are they? Name them. I don't know. I've I've steered clear. I they're mostly shadows. I but shadows of what I can't say. Well, it seems we're not alone here. If I had to guess, I'd say they're fucked up monsters. Ah! Monsters? Well, how long have you been holed up here? Who's who could say? I don't know. Maybe I like time has no meaning for me. Vestavia Casket Showroom, Lysander. That's, it's just... But this is the only safe space I've found. The uh, shadows don't come here. Clinton's gonna put Vestavia and Gelmir's hands together and say, You are all you have left in the world. Who knows, even now, all of our friends and family aboard the CSS Cavalier might have passed on. <gasps> Daddy and Frog level? All of them probably prepared improperly. Gelmir stares... Ephestavia and takes her in. And the part of him thinks, if this is the end of it all, this is where he's stuck for the rest of time, and this is who he's supposed to share that endless, endless void with, that's not so bad. And he squeezes her hand as softly, and then he lets go and thinks, guys, I'm an aspiring captain, and captains don't give up. We know what happens if we stay here. We get stuck like this guy forever. And people hey. tell stories about us. And they pretend they knew us when they didn't know us. Which, honestly, now that I'm thinking about that being on the other side of that, that's offensive to me and pisses me off. That's stolen valor. No, if, if you didn't know me, don't pretend like you did. We gotta go out in there. You did that. We got, I know, that's what I'm saying. I'm learning. That's what I'm saying. I'm learning. That's what I'm saying. Once the shoe was on the other foot, I learned there was something I should have done. And I'm, you know what? I'm gonna say to you, I'm sorry. I apologize. But what we got to do right now is not fear ever out in those halls. We've got a brave crew right here right now with nothing to lose. Let's go fuck up some shit, guy. You're right. Of course you are. I've spent all this time running from the dark. I'm Clinton Body Count, master of the dark, master of horror. And I'm Vestavia Casket Showroom. Vestavia, he, he turns to Vestavia. <laughs> and Vestavia. Yes. I know you. You don't want a wedding that's a trick. You want something you can believe it. Something you can tell your grandchildren the beautiful story of how you fell in love. It's not like this. And he kisses her on the forehead. My first kiss. Oh, what? No, that stresses me out. No. <laughs> no. That, see, yeah, okay, okay, Jeez, yeah. What kind of gentleman? 
the awe of a young woman in stride. It's just like, I shouldn't be the first, you know? That's just like, that's too Calm much pressure. Down. That's too much pressure. Because now you you are going to remember that. and that We were married a second ago, and you're you're huffing and puffing because I said something about you You kissed me. You're the one who took the liberty. I just like don't want to be the listen name. Listen to you. Listen to you, newlyweds. Okay. Lovers pure. You're letting John Jacob Spooky tear you apart. My name is John J. Spooko. I never. Let me tell you something. If there's one thing the casket showrooms won't cotton to, it's getting jilted by someone who doesn't stand by their convictions. Either you're a captain or you're not. Either you're brave or you ain't. If you can't take a young lady ooing and on about a smooch to the forehead, how are you going to lead us out of the dark? He kisses her on the lips. <gasps> I'm a captain. <laughs> she pushes him away grabbing him by the shoulders and says, That's right. You're a captain. Now lead us. <laughs> he turns around robotically and, uh, is there a door? There's not a door, is there? You notice now as you turn around for the first time, Gelmer, the astro lift door on the bridge is here. And what's this? It's opened? He runs to the open door, stops, looks back. John J. Spooko turns to him. You can't go through there. You don't know. It's so much worse on the next levels. It's so awful. Quiet, you! You don't know who you're talking to. A three-person marriage. <laughs> a husband, a wife, and the little man who performed the ceremony. Now get out of our way! I'm afraid I can't. And then he reaches out with one hand towards Vestavia and another hand towards Clinton. And then... You're thinking, well, what's this? What's this about? This guy's like twenty feet away from me, but his arms stretch. No, they no. stretch. They keep stretching. No, but he has no arm to go after Gelmir. So instead, his head stretches. His mouth gapes wide, and it reaches out, out dozens of feet towards Gelmir. Vestavia remembers the corpse that came back to life in the morgue earlier that day. She remembers how they expertly dispatched with this man. Estavia, <laughs> remember your training! And she reaches into her pocket, takes out a mallet, and slams him on the head. Make a laser's roll. Anyway, I can do this with advantage because I've done it before. <laughs> sure. Vestavia, make a prepared laser's roll. Thank you, Joe. Okay, I failed. <laughs> <laughs> She's not good at lasers. The mallet just disintegrates in your hand. When you hit that head with the mallet, hit, you know, his body is like taffy. It just bends. It does. You can't really smash him. Oh. You're not getting that satisfying skull crack that you got. I don't think this one's dead. It's all right. You gave me an idea. Gelmir reaches into his pocket and takes out the Tide Pen. But instead of uh, taking the top off, he goes to the back, screwing and unwinding <laughs> the bottom of it so he can throw that toxic Tide Pen sauce into the mouth. This strange, weird, long mouth that's reaching out towards you, trying to swallow you up, Gelmir says, Stay with me! Make a laser's roll. Six. It's a prepare. You've used this tide bin before. Make a prepared lasers roll. Laser feelings. Yeah. Great. Do you want to ask me a question? W was this actually a legally binding marriage? No. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Um, Clinton's not ordained. I don't know. He's a really talented guy. <laughs> only in the only in the Church of Spooks. Also, you see all the scares. hats Kermit wears. I mean, you know, all these all these Muppet characters like uh, they've been fit in all these different spots before. He's a cap. Kermit's a captain of the ship. Uncle Deadly. Okay, so. Gelmir throws that detergent sauce uh, down the throat of him and then and grabs his bab and jaw and thrusts it up on top and then coaxes it down his throat like one with a cat with a medicine pill. He mumbles through his clenched lips, Not detergent sauce! And then he begins to writhe and shrivel and convulse. Go! Go! Vestavia! Gelmir! Go without me! I can't! I won't leave you! Yes, you can! Clinton, take her! Okay, let's go! Ah! No! <laughs> She's, you just you just see a shot of an of a grown woman thrashing around a puppet. I'm just, yeah, I'm just like pinned to your sleeve. Like it's, so the puppet <laughs> is just like being flung around. <laughs> no, no, I won't! I don't want! I can't leave him! She's gonna throw Clinton into the astrolift. She's gonna reach and grab Galmire and she's going to pull him. Yeah, I mean the astrolift. <laughs> Come quickly, the doors are closing. Time draws short. I need you both to make a feelings roll. <gasps> I got my laser feelings. And I got a failure. Okay. Gelmir, you're stuck. The shriveled remains of John J. Spooko are still, there's still some life to them and they and they start unbinding and turning into tendrils and he's wrapping around you. There's no longer anything nothing human about him. But there's just a form of color and shape and it's grabbing onto you. You reach out for Vestavia but you can't find her fingers. And then Vestavia you, you're trying to reach Gelmer. You're doing the best you can and then just when you think you can't reach him, your glove slips off just a little. Gelmer, you can reach it! I knew it. Powerful woman get shit done. And she's gonna yank backwards. <laughs> he fights in the air like Clinton. Vestavia <laughs> <laughs> catches him and falls backwards into the astrolift. As soon as you all three are in the astrolift, you hear a ding sound, and then you hear the telltale sounds of a hollow zone powering down. In a moment, the whole bridge disappears, and you find yourselves on one of the Cavaliers' many normal hollow zones. <laughs> what the heaven? Heaven is hell to me. It's a perfectly normal empty hollow zone, except in the corner, facing the corner, is Guy Normal. <gasps> Guy? What? What are you doing here? It's me, Guy Normal. Do you remember earlier? We saw each other in the hollow zone. You! The Stavia is taking the largest steps she's ever taken in her life towards Guy Normal. You. You. Seems like the Southern woman wants to hurt me. I do want to hurt you. I want to hurt you more than I've ever wanted to hurt anything. How could you do that to us? You toyed with our emotions. You made me believe. She looks at Gelmeyer. That someone finally wanted me. And she's going to grab him by the throat. Oh, oh please don't do that. If you choke me, I die. <laughs> He's normal. He's a normal guy. She releases him. Oh, oh, if you don't choke me, I live. <laughs> They're also very normal. 
Vestavia falls to her knees elegantly, like a rose petal. And she puts the back of her palm to her forehead and she boo-hoos. <laughs> oh, that was horrible. Guy, why'd you do that to us? What'd we do wrong? Did we insult you? Didn't do anything wrong. You might have insulted me behind my back, but I wouldn't have found out about it. And so I wouldn't have cared. I wasn't trying to hurt you at all. I'm not trying to hurt anyone except my enemies, which is fair. I mean, yeah, but- But you're not my enemies. Yeah, so what was all this about? Why, I just wanted to use the hollow zone to go to my favorite part of the ship. The back deck. (laughs) Oh. Am I not entitled to a little rest and relaxation? That's fun to you? What about the weird guy, the John Jay, the 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 monstrous behavior, the chill? You enjoy hey, I don't come down to where you relax and tell you how to do it. No, you just trap us there. I didn't mean to trap you there. Guy, I'm beginning to think that normal is just your last name and not anything about how you work in the world. Well, you're free to think that about me, but it's objectively incorrect. I am a normal man. <laughs> He's a super villain. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. He's the big bad of fucking these, though. Elmir, we're not so different, you and I. <laughs> Two normal guys. Vestavia <laughs> looks at Clinton. Come on, Mr. Body Count. He spins his head 360 degrees around to look at you and says, Yes, I suppose we'll simply go. Vestavia turns and looks at Gelmeyer. She holds her chin bravely aloft, trying not to shed a tear for what was lost. And she turns and walks away. Don't worry, Vestavia. I will help you catch Dick or my name is not Clinton Body Count. Hmm. What adventure lies next amongst, oh, these, those stars of space? Oh, these, those stars of space stars Allie Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Taylor Moore, Tim Platt, and Joe Lapore as everything and everyone else. Oh, These Those Stars of Space is edited by Sam Grant, designed by Joe Lapore, and produced by Joe Lapore and Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse. With the support of our patrons and our rear admiral, Lucas Wagner, our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers for another story from Oh These, Those Stars of Space. Dear husband, um, I mean, dear Mr. Gelmire Lysander, I now take my pen in hand to let you know I am well and hope these few lines will find you the same. As the dark of night in outer space falls upon my chambers, I think of the extraordinary darkness we found ourselves facing only a few short moons ago when first we called each other husband and wife. I wonder if you think the same thing when you stare into the blackness of a dark room. I know that our marriage was a sham, and my friend Clinton is penitent as you can expect he shall be, which is to say, not at all. But I cannot help but feel that the strings that tie my heart to yours have not been fully severed on my side. 
The fact of the matter is, Gelmire, even though you crowed like a wounded animal when the computer would not return your call, I still think you are one of the finest men I have ever known. And why, if circumstances were ever to dramatically change, and you were to consider me an honest wife of yours, well, let's just say I wouldn't mind. Gelmire, I send you 10,000 kisses. No more at present, but remain your true and affectionate and loving gulp. Friend, Vestavia Casket Showroom. P.S. Meredith, if you're reading this, well, I have a whole alphabet of asides for you. A. How dare you read another person's private correspondence? This was sealed with wax for a reason. B. I'm awful sorry I'm lusting after your husband. C. I did defend you, though, when he said you would pick the wrong songs with that DJ he wouldn't shut up about. D. If you ever harm a hair on his head, I will rain hellfire upon you. E. Let's get a picnic lunch sometime. Uh, Vestavia puts her quill and ink down and frowns. She scratches the whole thing out, crumples it up for good measure, and puts it tidily in a waste paper basket. She then takes out a fresh leaf of paper and writes simply, Captain, you forgot this and encloses her rubber ink-stained glove.